Hello and welcome to another episode of Addiction Audio, the podcast from the journal Addiction. Uh, I'm Rob Corder and I am joined today by uh, Francesco Manka from the School of Health and Wellbeing in the University of Glasgow. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Francesco. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's our pleasure. So uh, today, uh, Francesco is here to talk about um, his recent paper evaluating the impact of minimum unit pricing for alcohol on road traffic accidents in Scotland after 20 months, an interrupted time series study. Um, so there's quite a lot, I mean, just in the title, there's quite a lot to unpick there. There's, there's, uh, there's methods, there's minimum unit pricing, there's road traffic accidents. Um, but just, just for people who aren't perhaps familiar with alcohol um, and alcohol policy research, uh, can you just briefly summarise what minimum unit pricing is uh, and what happened in Scotland? Yeah, so basically, uh, as a just a general background, I, I will say that uh, um, alcohol-related harm is a, a serious uh, public health threat in, in the UK in general, and specifically in Scotland, where all figures related to um, uh, alcohol-related harm are a bit higher compared to the other constituencies. Uh, for instance, uh, I think related to alcohol-specific death, uh, the mm, latest uh, figures were uh, around... 24 per 100,000 population in Scotland, while it was almost half in uh, in England. So um, given this serious public health threat in the last uh, 20 years, the Scottish government wanted to uh, put in place a series of uh, um, policies regarding alcohol, uh, mainly aimed to reduce uh, alcohol consumption. The latest in time has been this one, so the minimum unit pricing for alcohol. Uh, what it is basically is just uh, um, the introduction of a floor price of 50 pence of UK pound um, uh, per uh, UK unit of alcohol. A UK unit of alcohol is uh, uh, 10 milliliters of pure ethanol. So, uh, which basically uh, means that uh, uh, every alcoholic beverages that uh, uh, was sold below this uh, uh, floor price would have had an increase in price. The, the policy was implemented the, the 1st of May 2018, uh, and um, the original idea was supported by some uh, modeling made by the uh, Sheffield uh, University in uh, something called the Sheffield Alcohol Policy Model. Uh, and uh, so the main idea were to generate a decrease in uh, consumption uh, that uh, would have led a, a decrease uh, in alcohol-related harm in the population. Uh, specifically, the even a uh, higher aim was that since the alcohol-related harm uh, is mainly uh, prominent in the uh, most deprived uh, areas and most deprived populations, uh, the introducing this uh, kind of an uh, increase uh, in price would have had um, a reduction in the, in the um, health inequality related to the alcohol burden. So, so, so your study kind of uh, took this uh, a step further, and this is something that had been done in Canada and in Australia. This had been looked at this association between minimum unit pricing and road traffic accidents. Now, it, it may seem a bit obvious, you know, that alcohol gets more expensive. Uh, the target is to reduce consumption, but can you kind of um, explain what the link is between uh, minimum unit pricing and road traffic accidents, and perhaps what they saw in Canada and Australia? So sure. So theoretically, the the link is of course uh, uh, if you increase the um, uh, the price, 
you may induce, uh, economically speaking, to a decrease in consumption, uh, which basically means a decrease also in uh, blood alcohol concentration uh, because uh, like people drink less. Uh, and these, uh, in theory, could have led to a, a re- reduction in uh, drink driving episodes. This is what uh, theore- the theoretical links. Um, of course, sometimes the reality is different than uh, what is theoretically uh, forecasted or modeled. Uh, in um, There was a um, policy that was not really related to the uh, a unit price in, in Canada, but was just an increase in price in certain provinces. And uh, they they saw that there were, there were um, uh, reductions in... Um, uh, traffic violations uh, as a consequence of this uh, increase in price. Or maybe as an, they found an association more than a causal link. Uh, similar in the Northern Territory in Australia, which is quite a rural area in Australia, a um, um, uh, minimum unit price of a different extent, so a bit higher compared to the one implemented in Scotland, uh, found a, a sudden uh, uh, decrease in road traffic accident in the area. Um, there were also other um, studies, uh, I think, uh, related to Scotland that just happened before our uh, our study. So, so, but in, but in Australia and Canada, they they found a reduction in in road traffic accidents following this these kind of increases in price. Yes, the, uh, of course, the, the policy were slightly different. So uh, they, they both um, uh, concern an increase in, in price. Uh, it was a unit increase in Australia, uh, and it was in a quite uh, small uh, like region and area. And, uh, and in Canada, it, it was not really related to the uh, quantity, so to the percentage of alcohol, including the beverage, but uh, it, w- it was categorizing specific beverages and other not. And, but uh, yeah, they, they found overall uh, reduction regarding Canada on um, uh, traffic violations. So not really on accident. And did, there was another study uh, in, in Canada uh, analyzing the um, uh, access to uh, emergency department. And then they actually found that there was a uh, decrease in access due to road traffic accident after the introduction of the policy only related to uh, some uh, subpopulation. I think uh, it was women. women, um, But not on all other subpopulations. So the, there are findings, uh, but they are slightly different across, let's say, countries that implemented the same policy and also across policies because they are slightly different between countries. So, so just kind of focusing on on what you did in your study, this is quite. It becomes quite complicated. It's one of those things that kind of you know you just think, well, did road traffic accidents go down after this was implemented? But but actually, you've you've got to account for seasonal trends. You've got to account for the publicity that goes alongside that, something like minimum unit pricing. And so you compared road traffic accidents with with kind of both before and after, but also with England and Wales um, and, and other comparisons. Um, can you can you just explain a little bit about the the interrupted time series that you did um, and and what comparisons you used? Yeah, so but, uh, as you say, we used an interrupted time series uh, analysis, which is um, 
common research design whenever you have routinely collected data. Um, we, we did both an uncontrolled interrupted time series analysis, and uh, we tried uh, to control also a control interrupted time series analysis. Um, of course, the quality of your controlled analysis is really dependent on the quality of your control. Uh, so in order to assess the quality of the control, we started to uh, check the parallel trend. So the, uh, actually whether uh, the, there was a decent degree of compatibility between uh, our control intervention group uh, in the period before the intervention. We found this only for um, one of the outcome we studied, so basically, we had uh, uh, two main outcomes in our main analysis uh, uh, related to road traffic accident, which were fatal road traffic accident and nighttime road traffic accident, which, uh, according to the um, government statistics, uh, were the most likely to uh, include uh, uh, drink driving episodes. So we found that there was a parallel trend uh, to compare with the um, uh, England and Wales series only for fatal road traffic accident. Uh, while for nighttime and also we did a secondary analysis with total, uh, they weren't so comparable in our uh, model. Uh, these may be for many several reasons, like uh, different um, uh, light time during days, uh, different traffic between constituencies, uh, rural aspects, uh, and then also uh, consumption, alcohol consumption patterns that were kind of different between um countries as a nation sorry um, and then um, so basically we we did an interrupted time series uh, both controlled and uncontrolled in um, in order to assess um association let's say between the uh, your policy implementation and then uh, uh, the a variation in the trend uh, you can just use an uncontrolled in general. If you want to insert a, quite a, something similar to a causal connotation to your analysis, is uh, uh, more helpful having a console uh, time series. So whenever our <clears throat> console didn't fit the requirement to have a parallel trend, we uh, use the projection uh, so of the um, original series as a control. Uh, so basically we did the forecast of um, of the post-intervention period based on the pre-intervention period. And then we uh, try to assess the difference between our projection and the actual values as a um, potential um, effect of the policy. Um, it's, it's an awful lot of work, um, uh, this kind of stuff, um, you know, to get to something fairly straightforward. Um, can, can you tell us a bit about your findings? Because... They were quite surprising, I suppose. Um, I mean, firstly, around uh, road traffic accidents and the association between minimum unit pricing. What, what did you find? So, yeah. Uh, okay. The, we, we basically, in our two main outcomes, uh, we found that there was, uh, so as I said, fatal and nighttime. Uh, there was, uh, for fatal, an actual uh, increase in uh, the level of road traffic accident. Um, however, we find several uh, different point estimates across the methods we, we used, and then these quite uh, uh, generate um, a big uh, extent of uncertainty with a, 
in our measure. So uh, we overall found an, an increased trend um, after the introduction of the policy uh, regarding FETA. However, um, given this uh, quite uh, wide range of uncertainty, we uh, didn't want to attribute to this uh, causal connotation. While for nighttime, our um, uh, estimates were a bit more uh, consistent across methods, uh, and, uh, and we did not find any variation um, as a consequence of uh, the introduction of the minimum unit price. So the, I, I would say the unexpected uh, thing was uh, this uh, quite uh, increasing trend in FETA. Yeah. And I think this is where, where this particular area of research gets quite interesting. So you, you're using publicly available data on road traffic accidents. And I think as you, as you mentioned uh, uh, earlier um, uh, in this interview, you, um, that there are a couple of other papers who've used the same data and analysed it in a slightly different way. Um, can you kind of just talk through those three different types of research on the same issue, on the same data, in the same place, and kind of how they differed and kind of complemented each other, I suppose? Yeah. So, as you say, when you have publicly available data, uh, there is a... Mm, it's very likely that uh, many research teams uh, arrive to um, inquire and investigate uh, basically on the same outcome uh, as a consequence of, of, a, of a policy. And this is exactly what happened. So uh, there was um, the, the first study regarding Scotland road traffic accident regarded only 2018, so the year of the implementation of the policy, having a short, uh, I would say, pre-intervention period and also short post-intervention period. They used a uh, difference in difference analysis. It was um, the study, I think, made by Vandros and Coachi. And uh, they found that there was uh, the introduction of the policy uh, was associated with a decrease in uh, um, the overall uh, level of road traffic accident. Um, they use a difference in difference analysis uh, based on um, and and the comparator was uh, England and Wales like ours. Uh, then there was another study um, made by Francesconi and James uh, that used our same post-intervention period uh, with a slightly longer pre-intervention period. Um, they use a difference in difference analysis and a synthetic control analysis. They prefer and uh, they judge it as more more reliable the synthetic control uh, outcomes, uh, which had uh, as a result a um, um, non significant increase in fatal road traffic accident and uh, um, decrease in uh, uh, non significant decrease in drink driving episodes, and then there is ours basically that. Uh, um, <clears throat> We use a, a post-intervention period of 20 months, uh, same of uh, the study I've just talked about. And uh, we found a significant increase in fatal and not relevant uh, differences regarding nighttime road traffic accident. So the main differences are related to methods, uh, the time frame, and, um, and slightly different outcomes. Uh, so the first one were, was looking at the overall level of road traffic accident, then ours and uh, the Francesconi and James look at uh, sub-categories of road traffic accident. Uh, 
of course, if you have uh, an overall um, agreement between uh, uh, studies, uh, this would uh, like increase the um, your the robustness of your fundings. However, um, there are some disagreements, uh, and then uh, so the overall conclusion, if you are an objective reader, could be that uh, uh, there are unconclusive findings uh, between the minimum unit price and then um, the level of and variation, the level of road traffic accent. Uh, however, I believe if we look a bit more in depth, um, we should also see that uh, <clears throat> one look at a smaller time frame. So I reduce reduce time frame. So just looking maybe at to a very um, short term outcome, while the other two uh, look at at a more um, mid term outcome. So a twenty months post uh, intervention, and the the last two studies, so ours and Francesconi and James, actually. Um, if we do not attribute a causal connotation to our significant findings, uh, are quite similar in terms of fatal uh, road traffic accident, as well as uh, night time, because uh, they, uh, so the other study did a um, sensitivity analysis regarding night time uh, road traffic accident, and uh, we had quite similar, uh, similar conclusions. So if we try to split between um, the time frame and also uh, the length of the pre-intervention period, I believe studies overall are not so different. And I, I think it's, it's fantastic to see this in, um, you know, we talk quite a lot about the kind of replicate, replicability crisis and actually the, the importance of having uh, different research teams looking at the same issue, the same data uh, and slightly different methods, like you say, can give you that, that triangulation where you can, you can start to see a robust picture emerging. Um, Many people may be surprised about road traffic accidents potentially going up or, or at least not reducing with reduced um, uh, reduced consumption or minimum unit pricing. Do you have any kind of inclination as to uh, as, as to why that might be? Or is this just a finding in search of an explanation at the moment? So there, there are potential explanations and I have my personal views. Uh, I don't know if I can say that. So uh, I, I believe and then I think it's uh, normal that the actual original um, 50 pence um, as a floor price established that it was, I think, established in 2017, um, uh, maybe too low over the years uh, as it can be uh, eroded by external factors such as inflation. So maybe indexing it over time may uh, kind of uh, create a more consistent indexing with the inflation uh, may create a more um, consistent effect of the policy over time. So this may be one factor, I believe. Uh, other factors that uh, are also that um, maybe in some uh, there are also other findings that in some subcategories of consumers, um, maybe the minimum unit pricing um, doesn't affect so much the consumption. This was found, for example, for um, individuals uh, with alcohol addiction and, um, and maybe uh, the uh, drink drivers offenders maybe also um, one of these uh, subpopulations that are not particularly affected by this. Another thing is that uh, as um, uh, due to the extent 
of the uh, minimum unit price being only 50 pence, it doesn't really affect uh, um, alcohol sold in pubs and restaurants, for example. So um, all individuals that uh, uh, may commit uh, drink driving episodes um, after being in a restaurant or after having drunk out of their own houses, um, maybe not actually completely uh, be affected by this policy. Um, and then there are other maybe minor things on um, uh, switching actually con consumption pattern uh, of uh, specific sub subcategories from <clears throat> uh, mild alcohol beverages to higher alcohol uh, beverages due to this increase in price. Um, but uh, yeah, so these, I think, may be the three or four main reasons why that can actually lead to a non-effect of the policy <clears throat> related to road traffic accident. I think it's quite, it's quite interesting in terms of like policy implementation, isn't it? That that notion that, uh, you know, on, on the face of it, this looks like a kind of null finding. We hypothesized there would be an association and, and, and that's not what you found. But actually, it's a very positive finding for people considering minimum, minimum unit pricing to know which subpopulations this might not have an impact on. You know, it, it's like minimum unit pricing does not necessarily affect all outcomes in the same way um, and, and subpopulations, which which I, I, I particularly found that really, really quite interesting. Are you, are you involved? I mean, what are the next steps now? Are you involved in, in research trying to, to look at those uh, subpopulations? Uh, not 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 really related to road traffic accident. We we had uh, some other researches um, on um, um, prescriptions for uh, alcohol addiction. Uh, um, so we we try to check whether uh, using very similar methods um, whether uh, the introduction of minimum unit pricing would have had. Change, change the level of prescription for alcohol addictions in um, in the Scottish population. And this didn't happen. Uh, these at least these were our findings. And then uh, um, and there are similar findings also on uh, not on at a, on a studies made at national levels, but on um, I think some surveys that uh, look at that. Um, uh, whether um, heavy drinkers and alcohol-addicted uh, individuals were uh, differently affected by, by the minimum unit price. And then they they found that uh, for alcohol-addicted people, maybe the, the um, uh, influence of minimum unit price was lower, uh, as uh, um, potentially individuals may try to um, shift uh, the consumption from some other commodities that for example food into um, alcohol in order to maintain their alcohol consumption kind of uh, equal these were uh, like uh, was kind of evidence um, that now maybe has a couple of years but uh, i think still uh, still quite relevant um there are in the, the main thing is trying to provide to the Scottish government a um, full bundle of uh, evidence related to several different populations uh, in terms of uh, 
consumption uh, levels of, of uh, consumption, alcohol consumption, as well as uh, uh, level of deprivation, in order to understand whether the policy uh, affected all the population in the same way or in different ways. Uh, it was found that uh, the main outcomes, like uh, in terms of um, alcohol-specific hospitalizations and alcohol-specific deaths, um, that were, were found to have a reduction as a consequence of uh, minimum unit price, uh, the reduction was higher in uh, um, more deprived populations. So, of course, the, there is quite a um, uh, heterogeneous way of this policy, uh, the way this policy works. Um, uh, it seems to be um, uh, as expected to affect more, more deprived uh, populations. However, within these more deprived populations, there are certain uh, subpopulations that maybe not be completely affected by the policy. It's a fascinating area of research. Thank you for sharing your, your findings and your methods uh, with us today. Uh, Francesco Manca, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me.